Hello, everybody. Today, we are talking about anatomy for artists, focusing on the front leg muscles. If you would like to grow as an artist and you can't afford an art class, we've got everything you need here at Art Prof, critiques, tutorials, and professional development. This is a part of a very large series of videos that we have on anatomy. And I believe we're almost done covering everything. I think I just have the back leg muscles to go. So we're very excited to have a complete series for all of you to binge. And to talk about the front leg muscles, we actually have to do a little bit of review because the bony landmarks on the front of the leg are so critical to understanding the muscles that let's just do a crash course on the leg bone so that we can contextualize what the muscles are doing. Now, when you're talking about the legs, you really have to know the difference between lateral and medial. I know oftentimes I say the terminology doesn't matter, that this one actually does, because you're gonna get very confused with the diagrams if you don't remember this. So basically lateral is anything in anatomy that is on the outside, so the side of your hip. Medial is anything that's on the inside, so the inside of your thighs. And this is so helpful because we're gonna talk about a bunch of muscles today that use lateral and medial, and it's gonna help you remember exactly where they are located. Tell me in the chat, how do you feel about your anatomy skills? Where are you? Are you just getting started? Are you about to write your own anatomy book? I'd love to hear what people's anatomical experiences are because I'm sure there's a range out there. And so this is the stream about leg bones where I do like a deep dive. This is the stream to watch before this one because then you'll understand the connections between the bones. So the femur is the bone that's in the thigh. And the thing to know about the femur is that it's like deeply embedded inside those muscles. So you're really not gonna see the femur very much. The tibia, this is the one you really need to pay attention to because the tibia really makes a difference as far as how some of the muscles in the lower leg behave. And basically your tibia is your shin. Like, you know, when you hit your shin, it kills. <laughs> it's because it's bone. You're hitting straight to the bone. There's no padding. That's why it hurts so much. And then the fibula is like the sidekick to the tibia. You're not really going to see it that much. The one thing is that you are going to see it at the bottom in terms of the ankle bones. So these are the three bones that are primarily in the leg. The patella is also very important. This is your kneecap and it sits right on top of the femur and it's pretty visible. I mean, you can usually spot people's kneecaps pretty easily. And you can see, even when you add all the muscles and ligaments, the patella really leaps out. And same thing with the tibia. So this is why you need to know these bony landmarks because they're right on the surface. You can see them right next to the muscles. The other bones, not so much, but these two you really need to pay attention with. Oh dear, <laughs> Lenny says, familiar with the leg as I broke my knees several times. Oh no. <laughs> 
Sonnet says, you'd think as a nurse, I'd be a pro at anatomy, but it's a challenge like everything. I know enough to think about it, but to render it is another thing. That is so true, Sonnet, that you can know everything there is about anatomy, but to actually apply it in a drawing context, that's a whole other skill. So these are the two bones at the bottom that you need to be aware of. It's the ankle bones, lateral, outside, malleolus, medial, on the inside. And the only really important thing with these two bones, you have to know that the one on the inside is just a little bit higher. They're not at the same height. And that does make a difference, especially when you're drawing a front view and a back view of the feet. It really helps ground the structure a lot better. Okay, so these are the muscles we're going to go over today. The sartorius and the three in the middle which are in green text, we're going to really talk about those as a group. They have their own little click. <laughs> the sartorius and the tibialis anterior, you're left out. The three in the middle think that they're so cool, but actually they're not that exciting. I'm more excited about the sartorius personally. <laughs> Ginger Sal says, what's the point of learning anatomy and just never bothered because I don't know if it makes a difference. Well, if you want to be a figurative artist, it absolutely makes a difference. Now, if you don't want to be a figurative artist, don't bother. It's so much work to learn. But the point is that if you can learn to identify what it is you're looking at, it really helps. Because a lot of people, when they look at the figure, they just say, oh, bump, 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 round part. And you have to know, is it muscle? Is it bone? Is it ligament? It really helps you structure things a lot more easily. And then the other thing is anatomy, it translates from person to person. So people have very different body types, but I mean, most people have a sartorius. So it's a common structure that you can see across the board on all people. And it makes it a lot easier to organize. There's already so many things to think about when you are drawing the figure. Okay. Now, when you think about the sartorius, just think string bean. <laughs> Look, it looks exactly like a string bean. The sartorius is a very thin strap-like muscle. It's not substantial at all, but it is so critical on the thigh. And it kind of kills me that a lot of people don't pay attention to it because it makes all the difference when you're drawing the thigh. So here's the sartorius and you can see what it does is it just goes right over that big muscle group. So it's right on top. And then the other thing to understand about the sartorius is that it just puts all this other stuff out the window. You know, these charts <laughs> that you see online, people always put these like marionette lines in the legs and they're always straight down the middle. And it drives me up the wall. You know why? Because anatomically speaking, there is nothing. There's no muscle. There's no bone. Nothing goes straight down the center of the thigh. Really, you have the femur, which is in the thigh, and that's at an angle. Okay, it's not like straight in the middle of the thigh. Up till you get to the tibia in the bottom, where it goes straight. And the sartorius does the same thing. You got two things. You have the muscle, the sartorius, and the femur, which is the muscle. They're both at an angle. 
And yet people still insist on this crap where they put the line. It just drives me insane because it's just so anatomically incorrect. So if we take a look at somebody with very pronounced muscles like Simone Biles, that's what the sartorius is doing. It starts up by the hip and it wraps around, okay? It does not go straight down. It's a very sculptural, dimensional muscle. It's not just on one view. It starts on the front view and then it wraps to the inside. That's why you can't look at anatomy as a 2D experience. It's, it's all about a three-dimensional experience because muscles go in all different directions. They don't just go up and down. Here's the difference. So what you're gonna see a lot online is the image on the left, which is the marionette legs that go straight down the middle. And anatomically, it does not make any sense. And so I don't think you need to know every single muscle. I don't think you need to get to the point where you could dissect a cadaver. <laughs> you don't need that depth of experience, but you do need to know this stuff. This is really fundamental. And if you don't understand the muscle wrapping around the leg, you're not really understanding the structure. Maria says, who here finds muscles so much harder than bones? Oh, they're much harder. I think what's gonna help you is I'm gonna show you which bones are the origin of the muscles. Once you know that, that's gonna help you because it ends up becoming connect the dots. You find one bone, it's gonna connect you to another bone, which is gonna connect two different muscles. So that's why the bony landmarks are so important. Like if you don't have the bones, you're not going to find the muscles. There's no hope in getting the muscles. And so what I say to people is, listen, if you struggle with the muscles and they're really hard, don't think about it. Just do the bones. You really can get away with that. If you just identify the bony landmarks, it really is enough. And then you can fill in the blanks. The muscles, I think, are less critical. They are helpful. But especially if you look at a body... That's not Wolverine, <laughs> you know, it, it's like really hard to see that stuff. Sonnet says, should we practice drawing muscles like we do the skull and the skeleton? Sure, doesn't hurt. I mean, I think with anatomy, you know, obviously you can't get a photo of this. And so practicing from the diagrams, it's helpful. And I think what's great about drawing, to me, drawing is a form of study that really makes you slow down. Because you know you can flip through an anatomy book really fast, but if you have to sit down and actually draw something, you got to look a lot harder. And so, actually, when I want to learn something well, I write it down. Or if I want to analyze a painting, I'll copy it. It's a lot easier for me than just looking. The looking is sometimes a little bit too vague. Mayari says muscles have more layers and sections. It's the layering that is hard because if you look at the sartorius it goes right over a bunch of muscles. And that's what people have trouble understanding is that it's not just one muscle next to another, it's one muscle over another, and then which direction are they going in? So that's where it gets complicated with muscles. Okay, so this is where the bone is gonna help you because you might think, I don't really know where the sartorius is, but if you can find the anterior superior iliac spine, just call it the ASIS, <laughs> it's a lot easier is basically these two bones on your pelvis. You can find it on yourself, it sticks out. And so that's where the beginning of the sartorius is. 
So if you find that and then you just draw the sartorius, so it wraps around to the inside of the thigh, you've got your sartorius. So you just need to find that bone and then it will take care of itself. And then the ASIS, that's the place to be. <laughs> Apparently everybody, <coughs> excuse me, wants to hang out there because next to the ASIS, you have the gluteus medius, you have the, this is my favorite muscle name, tensor fasciolata. <laughs> so that one point, the ASIS has those three muscles. You find that one ASIS, you're gonna find three muscles. It's awesome. The SIS has done all the work for you. And so pay attention to those bony landmarks. Slepnir is asking, what about the fat covering the muscles? Exactly. I mean, that's why it's harder to draw somebody who's not Wolverine because it's not that pronounced. And so that's where on a larger figure, you're really going to have to rely on those bony landmarks because those are the only ones that are guaranteed. Seeing somebody's tensor fasciolata, very pronounced, not on everybody. Some people have it, other people don't. It really depends. If you want more information on those muscles I just mentioned, gluteus medius, tensor fasciolata, I do a deep dive in this stream. So take a look at that if you want to know all about the history of butts. Okay, let's take a look at the sartorius. This, by the way, is Renee Cox. You should take a look at her work. She's a very powerful artist. She digs into a lot of really important issues. So take a look at her stuff. But if you look at this image, there is the ASIS and then there's your sartorius. Okay. So you may not see the sartorius that blatantly on this figure, but as long as you find that ASIS, everything will take care of itself. Stash says, get that Starbucks drink, Tensor Fascia Latte. <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Okay, let's talk about that little muscle click. <laughs> they think they're so cool. I mean, they're fine. They're helpful. But just because you're close together and hang out all the time doesn't make you better than any of us. <laughs> so this is a muscle group, and it's, it's really the bulk of the thigh. Okay, so you've got these three muscles, vastus lateralis on the outside, rectus femoris. I mean, if you look at the terminology, the anatomy explains it to you because rectus femoris, the femoris is because that muscle lies right on top of the femur. Vastus medialis, because it's medial, is on the inside. And so that's where Learning terminology is sometimes a little helpful because sometimes it makes a little bit more sense. But again, don't sweat it if you can't remember any of those words. I'm having a quiz. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so here are the three muscles. Rectus femoris is the one in the middle. That is the one you're really not going to see. I mean, it's there, but you're not going to see like the edges of it. It's not going to like pop. And so don't really worry about the rectus femoris. Vastus lateral, same thing. It's like, unless somebody is Simone Biles, you're probably not going to see it that pronounced. Now, vastus medialis, you probably will see the bottom of it. And it's going to look like it's part of that mess of bumps. That's the knee. Who here, when you look at the knee, go, ah, oh, <laughs> where did we get? Because it's like bump, 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 bump. 
there's a lot of things to look at. There are the patella, bony landmarks, top of the tibia, vastus medialis is part of that bump, bump, bump area on the knee. So let's take a look at a larger figure and then you can see where this muscle group actually belongs. And of course, this is not <laughs> anatomically correct. This diagram, I'm just trying to show you in theory where this muscle group would belong. Okay, so in my opinion, it's not really that necessary to think about them separately. You can, but more often than not, you're really seeing them as a group. And that also simplifies things as well, because then you don't have to stress about the individual muscles. So rectus femoris is in the middle. The important thing here is that it connects to the patella, okay? So it, it's like very thin, it's probably like a ligament or something, and then it gets very wide towards the middle and then it attaches at the top. So this is where you have to see the relationship the connections between the bone and the muscle, okay? Those connections are what's really gonna help you. Like everybody thinks it's about, oh, just draw this shape, draw that shape. But no, you have to know where things actually are physically connected. And this is one of those just critical connections that you want to be aware of. Okay, and then we have the vastus lateralis, which is right on the inside of the thigh. So let's take another look at where this actually works. Because again, it's like you can memorize all these charts. You know, those like super fancy anatomy books that cost like $80 and they're like full color and they have like acetate and see through diet. It's like none of that's going to help you if you cannot identify it on an actual person. So the charts are important, but at some point you have to make the leap from that anatomical chart to a real person. So here is a photo from Sebastio Salgado, brilliant photographer. His work is amazing. And so he did this wonderful series of minors. And here we have a close-up of the leg on the right-hand side. So that's the bump. Does everybody see? It's clear as day. Like, thank you, Salgado. It's very clear. <laughs> Does everybody see that? Okay. It's like a teardrop shape. And the part you're going to see is that like bulge at the bottom, which is right on top of the patella. Okay, so that's the vastus lateralis. Then you have the kneecap, which for a lot of people is fairly easy to identify. And then sartorius goes on top. That's where the layering matters. Like if you draw the sartorius like under something or next, it doesn't make sense because it goes right on top. Okay, so let's do that one more time. So we have the vastus lateralis. Oh, no, wait, that's a typo. That's supposed to be medialis. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. It's supposed to say medialis. I'll change it later. Okay, patella. And there's your sartorius. That's what I get for throwing my slideshow together at the last minute. All right, so now we're going to look at the whole group and we're going to take a look more closely at the vastus lateralis. So we've got Halle Berry here. And you can see the vastus lateralis, it's not really that pronounced. I mean, it's there, but it's not going to pop for you the way, say, the kneecap is going to pop. So that's the thing, is there are certain muscles and bones 
they're like your old reliables. Like they're there for you all the time, no matter what. And then there's other muscles who are just a little flaky. It's like, I'm there for you sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes I'm just not there. <laughs> it stinks. It's kind of like friendships, you know? There's friends you're like, oh, you're fun, but you're not very reliable. <laughs> okay, so this is the vastus lateralis. And that's where it is. It's just on the side. And then the patella. So does everybody see how important the patella is here? Like almost every single bone we're talking about goes back to the patella, goes back to the ASIS. So know those bones. Like if I would spend any of my time prioritize anything in anatomy, it would be the bones. Like to me, the muscles, they're icing on the cake. I mean, they're nice to have, but you can totally live without them. So don't stress about that. Lenny says, love the inclusivity of the bodies and content you show. So important, especially in anatomy, when frequently all you see is very muscular bodies and also white male bodies, according to Andrew Loomis. <laughs> Everybody's a ideal size, which I, I'm just done with that. I mean, I, I'm not trying to knock Loomis. Like Loomis is fine. I know a lot of people get a lot out of his content, but it's out of date, like really out of date. So that's why I'm trying to put together a series that's more contemporary, that doesn't say, oh, you have to be a white woman who's a size zero <laughs> to be actually looked at. Okay, let's look at some more versions of the muscle group. This is Lisa Rivera. She's a photographer working in New York City. So we're gonna talk about that muscle group again. Remember, this is called them the muscle click. They think they're so cool. Okay, so there's the muscle group up there on that thigh. And there it is as well. So if you go back and you look at the photo, just find the kneecap. Like once you find the kneecap, you are totally good to go. Let's talk about the tibialis anterior. All I can think of is a baguette. I mean, nowadays everything I look at looks like bread. <laughs> it's that Oma bread got me really into bread. So just think baguette when you're thinking about the tibialis anterior because Maria says, muscles for me were always named, quote, long, thin, thingy that curves a bit and round bump in the back, but not too round. <laughs> These names are shorter. Well, if it's not working for you to say tibialis anterior, just say the baguette on the front of your leg. <laughs> it's a lot easier. I mean, to me, the sternum, which is a bone in the ribcage, I call it the necktie bone. It's just a lot easier. So whatever works, doesn't matter. Okay, so the tibia hmm, has something to do with the tibialis anterior. See, anatomy is not so bad. It helps you out once in a while. So there's your tibia. Remember, it's your shin. It's the bone that hurts like heck when you hit it. And there's the tibialis anterior because it's largely at the top because then the bottom part is like all ligament and stuff. So it's really that top part. You can find it on yourself right now. It's pretty easy to find. And then I'm just putting in the fibula. It doesn't really participate here, but I just think that you can't really talk about the tibia without talking about the fibula. They're very much related to each other. And that's where it is. There's your baguette sitting right on top of your tibia. And maybe we do need to make an Oma bread body. <laughs> you, she totally would do it if I asked her to. She totally would. I would love to see a piece of bread that was shaped like a small intestine. <laughs> Okay, 
Let's take a look at Richard Avedon's photo of Tina Turner. Oh my gosh, the things I Google for these anatomy streams. I was like Googling like Hollywood actress legs. <laughs> it's like terrible. I'm like, I'm not a creep. I really just want exposed legs that show the anatomy. So there's the tibia. And remember the patella's on top. Okay, it's not on the tibia, it's on top. And those are your baguettes tibialis anterior. And that's how much the tibia shows. It's a lot. You see like half of it almost. Okay. So there's the kneecap. That's what I wanted you all to understand. The kneecap is above the tibia. It's not on top. And then you put the tibialis anterior on top of the tibia and there you go. Awesome. This is a pretty easy muscle. This is one. It's like it doesn't pop that much, but it's not hard to find because it's like right up against the tibia. So it does make your life a little bit easier. Okay, this is a really cool artist who I discovered, South African artist, Zanel Muholi. And they do these beautiful photographs with all kinds of bodies and figures that I just love. Um, because, you know, we just can't draw athletes all the time. I mean, they're fine. <clears throat> I'm not saying they're not, but the world is much more than athletes. And if you want to do any type of artwork, I think you need to learn how to draw a range of bodies. Otherwise, it just looks weird when everybody in your book looks like a GQ model. It's strange. Like normal people don't look like that. Actually, I'm watching Better Call Saul right now. Oh my God, I love the actors that they have on that show. Like they look like real people. They're amazing characters. And I just wish anatomy was like that too. It's like, we can't all be Simone Biles, you know? Okay, so let's take a look at tibialis interior, which is right there. There's the patella right on top, okay? These are the two areas you can really rely on in that lower section of the leg. All right, everybody, ready for the review? <clears throat> we got the sartorius, thin strap-like muscle that curves towards the inside of the thigh. ASIS at the top is where it begins, anterior superior iliac spine. Honestly, the only reason I learn these words is so I can sound smart. That's it. Like <laughs> there's no other <coughs> extremely compelling reason for me to say all those names. Gluteus medius, which actually is a very large muscle. It's just from the front end. It doesn't look very big. Tensor fascia lata. I think I'm just going to think about Starbucks every time I say that muscle now. Rectus femoris, because it's on the femur. Here comes the patella, which is where the rectus femoris is connected. The patella if you want a name for it, I just call it home base. Doesn't it look like home base? <laughs> like in baseball, it looks like it's shaped like home base. So that's just the way I think about that. Fab Geek, thank you so much for the super sticker. Your support, Fab Geek, because you know what? <laughs> Guys, we really need your support. We have not hit our Patreon goal yet, and we really need to hit it because the expenses are climbing. They're, they're not going down because as we get bigger, as we want to provide more content, it costs more. So please consider donating and supporting our prof. Okay, now we have the rest of that muscle click. 
vastus lateralis, lateral being on the outside, vastus medialis being on the inside. Woo, <laughs> that's a lot of muscle terms. But honestly, out of this whole image, if you just have ASIS and patella, you'll mostly be fine. Like, I know that makes it sound like, oh, this lecture doesn't matter. It's just, it's not that it doesn't matter. It's just, it's not critical. So that's the thing to do. Because I think in figure drawing, you do have to prioritize things. Like, okay, what is the most important thing for me to put in? What is icing on the cake? The bones are critical. The muscles are the icing on the cake because not everybody has time to dedicate hours and hours to really, really learn this stuff. We have premium tracks coming up in January. We're so excited. We've got character design, MFA portfolios, and figure drawing and anatomy. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Like I've never gotten to teach like my own like real anatomy class. I mean, I taught artistic anatomy at RISD twice, but I wasn't able to really make the curriculum my own because I was subbing for somebody. But this is going to be a cool track because this is where we're really going to merge together the anatomical information with practical application to drawing. And I'm going to work with you. We're running the premium tracks right now, and they're so much fun. I feel that it is so similar to being back in the classroom at RISD because I really am able to get to know the students very well. You get really close prompt attention from myself and the teaching artists. So there's one section with me and one section, no, there's two sections, both with me. One has Jordan and one has Alex. So I would really love for anybody here who's interested to register for these premium tracks because it's just a whole new experience here at ArtProf that we've never had before. And most of the interaction is in the Discord. We have voice sessions. You get a one-on-one -on -one review with me at the end of the semester. There's an open voice channel. The whole Discord area for the premium tracks is really different because I'm in there all the time. You get feedback immediately. You know, like our server's so big now. We have over 7,000 members. I can't do that in the public channels, but in the premium tracks, I can. So this is really great. Thank you so much, Lenny. Thank you for the quality of information you all provide for free. I signed up as a Patreon supporter. Encourage anyone who can contribute. You know something else? When you pledge to Patreon, it's not just a pledge. You get stuff. Like you get awesome perks in the Discord. You get snail mail, all kinds of fun things. And also, thank you so much, Sonnet, for the super sticker. Everything matters. There is not a single donation that doesn't go somewhere. So sign up by Friday, December 17th. The premium track in January, it is four weeks long. And so we're really going to work intensively with you. And there is an area in the Discord premium info. If anybody has questions about premium tracks and how they work, we have a gallery of student work that was made in the first run of the premium track. So I'd love to see people check that out. There's also a big anatomy section on artprof.org that I'm like really proud of. So please use it because I'm going to cry <laughs> if nobody uses it. But basically, these are pages on our websites, every single anatomy lecture. And <clears throat> what it does is it pairs the anatomy lecture with the draw along. So you can apply the figure drawing to the anatomical knowledge. And there are video notes, there's links and resources, all kinds of things you can't get on YouTube. So I recommend you all check out the anatomy section because it's a very different experience 
than just watching on YouTube. And we have so many other anatomy streams. If you want to know about feet, noses, and faces, check it out. And remember, this Google Slideshow is available. You can go to the link in the YouTube video description below, but they are also all available on artprof.org, especially for anatomy, the diagrams. So nice to be able to revisit them later on so you can review. Artprof has a podcast. It's available on Spotify and also on iTunes. And I'm going to be doing a stage session in the Discord right after the stream ends. And that is where you can talk to me on voice. You can ask me questions and we talk about everything. Anything you want to talk about that is art related. So what you want to do is come into the post live streams stage channel and we will chat there. Subscribe to our channel. Help us out. Like that video. It's one click. Leave a comment. And thank you so much to our top Patreon supporters. Guys, I my soul died a little bit when we dipped below 4,000. That made me so sad. We were like at 4,000 for a couple of weeks. And I was like so excited because we'd never been at four. And then it like dipped down and it just made me want to cry. So <laughs> I hope we can get more people on this list. I want to hit that Patreon goal. 6,000 a month is where I go to bed at night, not stressing about our budget and making sure that we're still here. So think about it. Thank you so much for watching. I'll see you next time. Bye.